Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I told you I was going to throw up. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's going to be a very special episode of Tinfoil Radio. We are talking about Tiger King. Is it that special, though? I it's, didn't really it's a get very special, special. In the first couple episodes, but you know, whatever. I thought it was outstanding. Hey, guys. Paul Rubidoux here. Loud Sports own. Crossover. I thought it was outstanding. Hey, guys. <laughs> here, to, here to join. I loved what you did this week for Loud Sports Conspiracies, awesome. and I'm jumping on. For Tinfoil Radio, Tiger King. I couldn't I get enough I was disappointed you weren't here the other I, night. I was like, I finally get to do a, a podcast with Paul, and he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> it's pissed. I, I wanted it to be your conspiracy theories, okay. but we'll have you back for the draft I time. appreciate it. Yes, yes. And no, we'll do we a big do, one. Uh, we got to do more of these. There's I, a lot of quarantine time on my hands, and I exactly. got to mock drafting like a crazy uh, monkey. Paul's schedule is not as heavy with no sports. One so of those ones it's just that, actually working yeah. out where we can actually do these crossovers. That's right. So yes, I'm actually having fun doing both. Um, awesome, like this. So I think I'm excited I think to have a you backhanded, on. Backhanded, like you know, despite Tyler, <laughs> he does this every both. episode. I like you, buddy. We're friends. It's Calm one of those down, monkeys man. that's like in a cocaine study, like. Feed him more cocaine and see if he does this. Like, that's how I feel. About I'm getting worried because I feel like that's <laughs> the second or third time you've mentioned cocaine on this show. Well, not is gonna, it a conspiracy theory show Not going to be. Hey, not going to be the last That's true. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would we be talking about exotic animals being owned <laughs> without cocaine? Yeah, wasn't there cocaine There's involved? There's no idea. There was definitely cocaine involved. There was that one dude. A few the, characters the drug specifically dealer, <laughs> The drug cocaine. dealer who says that he's Tony Montana's. He says, Avatar. yeah, I'm, I'm basically, I was the, 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 movie was the, the basis the, for I crossed my eyes so hard, I think I fucking gave myself an aneurysm when he said that. <laughs> so let's, let's start. That's, yeah. that's towards the beginning. But Tiger right. King, we, we open with the fact well, that there's more privately owned tigers in the United States than in the wild in the world. Oh, and the fact that, I mean, it comes a little bit later, but you can get a tiger for two grand, dude. Yeah. Which is insane. Uh-huh. That is insane. Yeah, plus shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah, but this their their travel fee, you know, because they'll shipping is like twelve bucks. The handling is like eight hundred because I could lose my fucking arm. Yeah. Okay. So, so before we start talking UPS about UPS is kind of strict. <laughs> before we start talking about the show itself, Ooh, can I say one I, thing well, real quick? Well. Okay. I well, wanted to. Yeah, go well, for it. Uh, go, 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 go. See, go. that's how I stop him in his tracks. No, what, what did you want to say? Excuse me. Um. So, uh, at one point, uh, Joe's talking on one of his, like, uh, things on his news, you know, interviews, and he's yeah. talking about how he got to started doing the zoo because he wanted to talk to kids about the rainforest. Now, when most of you think of the rainforest, I, I think of South America, right? Now, I, I understand there's rainforest in Asia, too, right? Uh-huh. But what yeah. are we talking about? What is he probably talking about? Probably South America, right? I, don't, I guess. 
If that's the case, then the dumb motherfucker doesn't even know that tigers don't exist in fucking South America, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Strictly Asian. <laughs> Somebody was trying to tell me there's Nigerian tigers. I'm like, are you a fucking knob? No. Sorry. I feel like yeah. I have heard about Nigerian tigers, though. I don't, I don't know. Man. Siberian tigers, maybe is what yeah. I was thinking. Wow. There's a I think they're big difference. Like, yeah, like a yeah. million miles. Yeah. <laughs> White and black. Those are I'm cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Snow tigers, snow I'm not familiar with those regions. of terrible okay. geography. Two cents. I'm done. Anyway, I wanted to talk about... It was Paul who put me onto this. Because I hadn't really... I've seen a couple memes here and there, but I didn't know how big of a deal it was until... You told me about it. Yeah, I started watching it on Twitter, live tweeting about it. I was up till like three in the morning drinking wine, watching Tiger King. And this is such a perfect time for this to come and out. Tweeting, yeah, yeah. During shout a pandemic. Out. Yeah, shout out Netflix for giving us the good stuff when we really need oh, it. Oh yeah. But I love how it opens with just talking to Joe's um, handlers. Was it? I was grabbed immediately because there's there's a woman. Who actually? Oh my God! That woman? identifies as a as a man. Okay. I oh knew, yeah, I, I knew didn't. She was, I knew he. He identifies as a man. Was born a woman. Her she. And has one arm. After she loses her arm. Mm-hmm. Has one arm. There's a guy who is missing both legs at the knee. Right, but not because of tigers. Right. Yeah. He goes. You guys oh think it's from God. the tigers? Dude, I know this is ziplining. It was a zipline accident. I bet you he was high. Yeah, he's <laughs> that dude is addicted to adrenaline because you see in the final episode, he is now living in a trailer in a shed where he fixes uh, go karts and little like speed cars to race on dirt tracks in Oklahoma. And so this dude is Talk just about niche fucking employment. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he just, he's got no problem. He's just one of those guys that knows how to do everything with WD-40 and duct tape. And yeah, he's, he's just, just a dude that can he fix can it. do listen, it all. Listen, yeah. Mr. Stark, I know you know all about the Iron Man <laughs> armor and shit. But I also know that you have a, uh, a little shitty little uh, speed, speedy little car that needs to drive on dirt roads in Oklahoma. <laughs> I got just the fucking engineer for you, guy. He's the guy. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> you are the Iron Man, but Oklahoma dirt track. And then you follow that up with, you know what he was doing before this? Fucking working with Joe Exotic and Tiger. Losing yeah. his teeth. Oh, <laughs> and and then the first person to really start explaining things is his former full time producer. Yeah. Um, the guy who I kind of I I really connected with you, this guy off the I, bat. I. I, I did too. Yes and no. He's kind of empathetic. He's kind of like a, I was there. I captured it all, but I wasn't one of them. I watched this stuff spiral. Yeah, he was yeah, above as, it. That's as he's he chain-smoking like, cigarettes. Right, but then the other, black the other cowboy is, hat. Right, every time they show him like in his own videos of like when he was their producer, uh -huh. he is very self-serving, or he is very, you know, um, what is it, sycophantic. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't believe you're back at work after... He's in your arm. he's almost constantly breaking the fourth wall, you know. Yeah. Uh, from a documentary standpoint, when he's on his camera, because he's turning, talking to the camera, saying, "Can you believe this?" Or, "Man, this throne is heavy." Because that when they carried the throne for Joe to sit in. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking metaphorically. Okay. Yeah, but that. So I've also found out since watching that he now. We'll, no, we'll get, we'll get oh, to we'll that. Oh, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll save the producer's yeah. backstory. But so, he was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. most of this, um, we're going to be jumping around a lot. This is just 
Paul and I have held off having drop around. <laughs> having this discussion for like weeks now. So we're gonna try to go as chronologically as possible. Can't be good yeah, and Tyler yeah. did did exactly what I thought he would. What? Watched one episode. And was like, I watched I got like it. two. I got what? Well, there's one episode that starts with the Tony Montana dude. He did. Yeah, and did so two's I, he, about. He did what I said he would. So maybe stuff. I just watched. Okay. No, he did what I said he would. He watched like two or three episodes, and then he went on Wikipedia and read the synopsis for no, every other episode. No. My no, my get that far. my stream of consciousness of meeting characters <laughs> in the first two episodes. Yeah. The first person they 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 get you through the intro, the first five minutes of the park. Where the first scene that they show footage from is where the employee lost his arm. Yeah. And Joe immediately puts oh on an god. EMS blazer. Oh my god, this Oh yeah, and, yeah. And he and he goes in, he goes, Folks, we just had somebody get their arm. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna be honest with you. With you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest listen, with you. I'm gonna be I can on, either listen. reimburse you or give you a cupcake. Uh, gift cards for next time or something. And he immediately yeah, was just like, yeah, he was I like. give you lifetime memberships to the GW. And then the, <laughs> when the they greater hang the Preservation I'll... Lodge and Arrowhead Stable <laughs> where I keep lots of Indian artifacts. Where are you going with this? I will never financially recover <laughs> Listen, from that. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> That's, that's there's so many memeable moments Listen, from that show, but that was the first one. Dude, that was like ten minutes the in. Best, yeah. The best meme for that scenario. Do is you wear this underwear? No, man, I go commando. <laughs> I forgot about really? That. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. balls out. But the meme is uh, <coughs> dads when they see that the lights are on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will never find Nancy. Dads, when they come home from work, three lights are on, nobody's in the rooms, and the door's open. Yeah. <laughs> I will never financially recover from this. That was good. But the first outside character that you meet after, like, those scenes is Doc Antle. And you're oh, like, yeah, and I'm, I'm stealing this, but what I'm not going to say where from. I've never seen a guy that is more obviously an orgy guy <laughs> than Doc Antle. He totally Soul is. patch, white ponytail. Free love. He's a free he's, love kind of guy. He orders, the, he orders baby oil by the gallon, by there, the drum. There are no, there is not a bed. It is, a, actually, it is a carpet filled room with actually, bean bags. He's actually progressive though. He doesn't care. Men, women, he doesn't care. He yeah, does throw it all. Throw it all in he's there. He's a dirty Big man. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean. He has definitely had sex he is leading next a cult. to a cat. Oh, he is. I don't know. We'll get to this. We'll get to he's this. very We're predatory. <laughs> <laughs> because episode two. Starts almost starts with the uh, with somebody dude, dude. in Ames, Iowa, dude, who used to be working for Doc. This. We're burying the lead because the first episode for Doc Antle. Yeah. Okay. The first episode gave us. I saw a tiger. I saw oh, a tiger. tiger. Tiger saw man. <laughs> Mm, uh, glorious! Oh my God! I saw a video, a Mizzou football hype video, set to <laughs> "I Saw a Tiger" that worked a little too perfectly. <laughs> For what team was it? Missouri, Missouri Tigers. Oh Tigers. God, that's fucking great. That's fucking now, great. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised that Auburn hasn't done it. Tigers in the NFL. I'm surprised Clemson Tigers. hasn't done it. Yeah, there's all the tiger teams. There, yeah, but do you want to do that though? Do you want to associate with this? And I bet you. Uh, you're gonna get a, a letter there's, from Joe the for the rights. One. It's it's called, like, it would be the guy to sue The second that. one is called Spotlight, <laughs> and uh, there's 28 songs and 16 videos. 
and and he and he will go to his grave like he will apologize for putting out the hit he will say you know i made some bad decisions listen he will go to his grave saying that was him singing before you hear it on the news uh i ordered a hit on this lady now uh we're not gonna keep the park open i can give you rain checks i'll never recover from this financially he will never quit saying that he's singing those no, he he will take that to the grave what? for sure. Seeing ghosts, no, then singing, he's singing the songs. The songs oh. But he's not. But I love that it goes it's from clearly not him. It goes from him, yeah, to some actors, and then there's husband number one, the the day one, the the bend down that guy that's been with him for years, Mister Meth Mouth. The oh, dude, shirtless. dude without the shirt, yeah, shirtless. The one who's always shirtless. I don't understand people who are just like I can't wear a shirt. I'm <laughs> he, I. Yeah, I you mean like down. Tom Hanks' son These nipples on are really sensitive, and like any cloth, I just literally pop a chub. I can't. No shirt. So I, I loved the... I, I noticed in the first... All of his tattoos are really thick right. ink, they, and they're not filled in. They, they look like child art. He's hairy. And I noticed coming down off of his shoulder on his collarbone, I was like, is that an alligator? And it is, which will play into the story I'm, later. I'm willing when to he bet. got a tattoo of a dead pet. Spoiler alert. What? I'm willing I'm willing to bet that he has a friend who really wants to be a tattoo artist. Hey man, can I can I practice on you? I think that's most men I in don't, Oklahoma. I don't want to keep I don't want to make fun of the guy's appearance. What? But I'm just I saying that okay. it, I I feel like you could tell that they did frame him up that way. I've never seen Council Bluffs in a photo so well. <laughs> As him. Well, that, and I think that, uh, I definitely think it was an intentional choice to have him be shirtless. Oh, yeah, no, you know the producer. The producer's totally The director who you get to see, you don't know it right away, but that guy who in the second scene, they show the footage of Doc being like, hey, do you want to get me at the front door? And we say hello. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no. And then he says... You know what I love about Doc he's, is he's that a better he's, director than we he's are. such a better director than me. No, my favorite. <laughs> that's the guy behind all of this. That's all of these people are self-important fucking shitheads. Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're terrible people. They think that they're directors because Joe doesn't even think of himself as an animal wrangler. No. He thinks of himself as a he personality. He only cared about his fucking they're show both, on the Internet. Yeah, it was his production show. They both show. got tigers in cages and they're both making money off of tigers. And they, and all, they both hate each other and including because Carol, of they the all have reasons that they have for doing it. They all have streams. They all have audiences. They've they've gotten the They're fame and they want more. financially. I will Dude, never recover I, from this. I <laughs> saw this. This happened organically on my Facebook. Orgasm. But we all know how organic, in air quotes, the internet works. But huh. there was a legit video from Big Cat Rescue that popped up on my Facebook. And it was the husband, Carol Baskin's husband, who was just like trashing the documentary? The alive one. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the one she didn't kill. You know, because of a because of an Iowa State Twitter page, they have now shut off their auto reply to the word donate because he tricked their Facebook page saying if if oh. Carol Baskins killed her husband, reply to this. And I will donate a thousand dollars. And they replied like immediately, an auto reply. And he texted, and he tweeted back just at FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and they turned it off. They turned off their auto reply. FBI. We haven't, we haven't even gotten to Carol back. Yeah, we'll get no, there. So, but oh she's my a gosh. Piece of I wanted shit to too. kind of talk about his music career there because it gets introduced. Mm. And I think there's honestly a point 
You know he pushed them to that. The second oh, yeah. cameras and producers, he was like, you guys see my CDs? Absolutely. He, hey, make sure that they're playing, okay? Make sure my songs are playing. He was so addicted to fame mm-hmm. and that idea of fame that, he, yeah, of course he would indulge in that and be like, look at my cool shit I did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all know it's bad, but in his eyes it's fucking great. And it <laughs> it's just so funny that this this happens inside of this because the story itself was strange. But then you throw in the fact that he ran for president, which we'll get to. So many things. Or the fact that he's a music artist. He's not, though. When he's not, because that's not him singing at all. And he's married to two dudes, and there's just so much more to this. There's a lot. There is a lot. Um, It's such a strange detour. It tells you a lot about Joe, that he started doing magic for children (laughs) as, as like a dare program. And before yeah. he brought the animals into his you know, now kids, people like that. I gotta be honest, um, Joe Exotic. That's when what he's we talking about. The starting rainforest, to do those so. dare programs. I really think if you had just settled down and just smoked a fat doobie, <laughs> and then like you know did like a speedball and went out on the town and got fucked up. Jesus, I'm willing to bet that you'd be like wake up the next day and you'd be like. I don't really want to tell people not to do drugs and alcohol because I had a blast last but night. But he was he was doing he was doing drugs and then going out and doing that. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. He was like he would, That's not far he off. would do coke and then and then go do the no drugs. Oh, dude, but, dude, he his his first husband. He was feeding meth. I don't know if you know like like about ten years. But, yeah, yeah. But there is an alternate universe where this documentary was one fifty-minute uh, show on Animal Planet. About Big Cat Rescue <laughs> shutting down a guy taking tiger cubs from mall to mall, because that's what it was, and yeah. that's all it was. Yeah. And then, and then you and got- then once he got, once he got land and really started investing in the growth and keeping these animals, that's when it all got out of control, and Joe became Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to we have to talk about the confidence of that man's. Eyebrow ring <laughs> hanging by one just strand dangling, of thread just of dangling hair there and skin. Um, impressive. Also impressive is bullet hole tattoos on his chest. I loved those. I want I want some. Oh I, my god. Yeah. I forgot those about those were sexy. Bullet hole there's tattoos. so much to forget about because there's so much going on. Oh yeah. Did you rewatch it? I rewatched about half of it. Yeah, <laughs> thank God yeah. you did, because you're just put putting things together yeah, that I totally like forgot about. It's, there's so much though. There's so much. So let's let's get into what had what was billed as the whole show, which was basically like three quarters of two episodes, which was Murder for Hire <laughs> on uh, Carol Baskins. Now, Carol Baskins, let's let's talk here. Let's talk. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Let's go on this journey. I this saw is fun. She. Because Tyler anybody doesn't know that, anything about that this. Says, oh, yes, I do. Anybody that says, I, I mean, I've seen stuff about it yeah. other than just the actual show. But um, one of the things is if, if you're somebody who's uh, bragging about being uh, a staunch ally of PETA, um, you've automatically lost all credibility with me. Just mm-hmm. right off the bat. And and, and again, the, the most hypocritical thing, and I know you guys are going to talk about To her, that's this. legitimization. Oh, though. yeah. Oh, yeah, because that means mainstream. That's mainstream like yeah. appeal. Or, You've or heard mainstream. of this? Yeah, oh, yeah I work Yeah, exactly. Um, but my favorite is the minute that you meet her. She's in a cage talking about how tigers shouldn't be in cages. And right behind her, 
is a fucking tiger in a fucking cage. And then the people are like, I just, I, you know, Carol Baskin is, is my hero. Um, you know, and then the lady talking to her is like, this is like the Ritz Carlton of like animal preserves. And like, I think you just do such a great job. I'm like, first of all, I know you've never been to the Ritz Carlton. I can just tell by looking at you. <laughs> right. So you don't know what you're talking about. A and B, there's literally one of those ladies during that whole segment when she's walking through the uh, line to wait to get into Big Cat whatever rescue. Yeah. And that one lady is talking to the camera and she's like, she's given them lives worth living. She She's given them a place to live if... For you know, until they die, she just brainwashed people that. Oh, want, absolutely! People want to find. What's the fucking difference? Well, they want there the white isn't. knight. They want right. somebody to look and, up to in this industry. And Carol is the easiest pill to swallow, and she presents herself as she, a. But oh, look so, at the pictures of me on Capitol Hill. Yeah. But she's so fucking self righteous. Oh, it is God, ridiculous. Yeah, sure. She lost one her of that sense of like you, self. Honestly, of the three of them, yeah. of them I think. I think Doc is probably the worst. Doc, but Doc because is he's the running most a straight cult. up. He's, he's the most he's straight up. Cult. He's the most manipulative. He's the most calculating. I don't know. Paul, I don't he's the guy like. that did it. He's the, and has done it. I mean, come on. Look but at Carol almost killed. Joe Carol, crashed and burned in twenty years. But Carol yeah. killed her husband. So then maybe, whoa, whoa, maybe, whoa, whoa. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Hang on a second. Allegedly, <laughs> but Carol didn't kill her husband. Is Allegedly. Carol's the worst? Like that during that whole. I think she might be the worst about, character in the whole thing. There's yeah. not one. There's not one honest sentiment uh, spoken at all. Like every one of those people is saying what they're saying because they want to feel and want people. They want to feel important. Yeah. As heroes. Right. Now the people who go to uh, Joe's thing and the people who go to Carol's thing are no different except no. for their motivations. Now the people that go to Joe's are are the people. Who generally probably kind of, you know, uh, stay kind of on the right. I just want to have fun, man. What's wrong with having fun, man? I just want to go see some tigers, man. What's yeah. what's wrong with tigers being in a zoo, man? But dude, and, and the people that you go would to pet a tiger if you are could, the people though, right? who generally vote to the left oh, yeah. and are like, that's just wrong what Joe's doing. Let's right. go look at some tigers in cages. It's <laughs> about how, yeah, where it's like, a, thing. it's like a what keyboard warrior. Mm -hmm. It's a keyboard warrior that actually got. Tigers, so then she felt even it's just more obvious self that humans want to view tigers in cages, whatever the motivation. But just she just wanted, she just made herself into the legitimate alternative, yeah. and she's a hack. In, in her first interview segment, she says, Oh no, I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats. What yeah. keeps me up at night? Yeah, she says, I'm it's allergic just to that cats. one of my members of my family. It's gonna be. Well, can I let me? Can you take that one again? I didn't manufacture enough bullshit tears. What what keeps me up at night? Let me think about my when my mom died. Let me think. Okay, okay, take three. <laughs> what keeps me up at night is that I, one of my members. Of my, one, one more time. My puppy died when I was young. I I can I can get the tears. Come on, just <laughs> somebody throw me some fucking vizier. At some I'm point, not, I'm gonna have I'm to interject because he's just gonna keep going. Take four. Okay. <laughs> But those were fake tears. It was fun. It was fun watching her try <laughs> and manufacture her tears. You did she that. was. You know that it was just like Doc, except for he didn't show at all. But her entire house is marble, tile. It's all hard surfaces and hypoallergenic. Yeah. And she's always wearing leopard print. Yeah. Um, oh, all of her stuff's cats. Yeah. Leopard print. <laughs> cheetah yeah. print. Which, I'm did you guys see the Bleacher Report uh, video that they put on? I know they put it on Twitter. Of 
uh, somebody on 2K made Joe Exotic and oh, yeah. Carol Baskins as teams, and it's uh, <laughs> Joe and Doc alley-ooping each other in tiger print uniforms and Carol and her husband in leopard print. Uh, and the commentary was outstanding. But, okay, we well, got to do it. We've danced around it, man. Carol, let's do Carol's backstory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because she started by meeting this guy. Yeah. She, on the her, side of the road. Her story She's ran away from her abusive current relationship. She's walking down the road, and a millionaire just picks her up on the side of the yeah, road. Never met of- before. And he's like, oh, I'm having a bad night. Will you just talk with me? Which is, you know, this sounds like Code how my sex. toxic ex-girlfriend would say how, oh, I just was hanging out with them because of this. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. just straight bullshit. And then, I don't, yeah, and then I, had, I have a hard time believing anything any of these people say. But right. And then so she marries this guy. Who's who has because they interview his financial or his former financial officer who says he ha, he was worth like twenty to thirty million, and she marries him, and he was into animals and he was doing some of this stuff and so she kind of picked it up she ran with it it moved into cats and then he's just gone on a plane trip after a plane trip to where is he supposed to go Costa Rica. Or yeah, because he was getting him from somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he was he was flying island. to a Central American island and never came back. Or did he even take off? And there's a, early on there's the scene of Carol all time, all time <laughs> catch <laughs> mid sentence catch when when she says, "Well, if I was going to, well, you know, an easy way for someone to get mauled by a tiger was if the tiger smelled uh, salmon." Or extract, or whatever it was, it's something sardine oil. Sardine oil. That's what it's no, sardine oil. No, dude, she that was herself mid sentence. Dude, that was later in the fucking show, though. That's what's even funnier. Is I feel like because she does not show up for a good portion of that show, and then just pops in for that part where Joe gets attacked by that tiger, and it's just pulling him by his ankle, and she goes. They they wouldn't attack like that, yeah. <laughs> Unless he was covered in sardine oil, yeah. And then everybody just like did. What? Covered in what? Like, so you would know about this? The producers did a really good job of setting it up as introducing the characters, giving Carol an episode of, like, this is what she does. This is what she and her husband do. Um, This is her prior altercations with Joe. And then for three episodes, we kind of just ride the Joe train. And you just kind of see everything go on. Yeah, and... And the only, oh my God, the only welcome to the of, dining car on the Joe train. All we got is chili and fucking Triscuits. You know that he, at one point during sex, has said the words Joe train. Joe, um, Jesus, because I can see. I know. Watch out, boys! Here comes the Joe train. If he's a topper, rubbing one of his bullet holes. Rubbing, yeah, yeah. His bullet holes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. What wedding? So the stuff of Carol's first husband. The, everybody, the family was it? Like, oh, his his yeah, family he left was the whole family. No, his family was down to trash Carol, <laughs> and his family immediately was like, "Yeah, um, oh, yeah that bitch. their relationship, you know, every relationship has problems. They weren't perfect, but things were going kind of in the way that she wanted things to go from his businesses. And then we found out that there were two living trusts." And when he died, the one that was in power was saying that the family gets 10% and 90% of everything goes to Carol. And they tried to fight it, and she just took everything mm-hmm. from this family, mm-hmm. you know, which is horrible. <clears throat> and then she marries a Harvard Law guy, which, 
you know, impressive. You know what he's here for. He's doing the finances. He's cooking the books. You know it. <laughs> They're litigating everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. It's just, it. she, <clears throat> I think what, what they did with that episode of just giving all her stuff, all her backstory, uh, really helped paint the picture that there are no good people in this documentary. Yeah, everybody's a little iffy. You know, there, there's a few. No, there's we'll, a, no, but we'll get the, into a few the three good people. Main, the three owners that they talk about. With Doc, Joe, and Carol, they're all horrible. I, I haven't seen anybody good yet so far. There's good character. The, the people that had to work for Joe, unfortunately, were good people, There's, but yeah, they're I, in a I, bad I situation. The, the, the long hair, sunglass caretaker well, definitely just got railroaded through this whole process. Well, uh, also, go, also we're forgetting to talk about here, Kitty Kitty. What does he say he was doing? <laughs> I just kidding. got out of prison, man. I saw this thing on Craigslist. That's what they like, did. What the That's hell, what he did. man? That's absolutely Joe, what he Joe did. Joe just farmed the prison system and just took these guys that hey. just get out and puts them right in the thing. Oh, okay. Makes them live in squalor. Doesn't pay them well. Awesome. So, again, you're- Oh, I knew that because they were talking to Doc and he was like, it takes about $10,000 a day. And, and then they talked to Joe and he's like- about three thousand dollars. Yeah, he said three thousand dollars. We but work that's real hard. To he keep gets that down. He gets his meat off of yeah, the Walmart truck. Walmart. The ro- yep. Well, yep. He says what it would take thirty cows a day to feed his tigers. So so he'll get a couple cows here I and think, there. You know what I realized but maybe then, is yeah, the he, ultimate lesson of this whole limited series. Even though I really only watched like one and a half episodes, I think the ultimate lesson is that people shouldn't have these animals. Yeah. I think uh, absolutely. Oh, by the way, uh, the first episode when they're talking about Zanesville, Ohio. That's a crazy story. I actually lived in Ohio during that. That was um, the summer. I, I moved there in the fall of 2010. I was living there that summer, that next summer. What a tragedy. The guy was, nobody knew about it, but the guy committed suicide. Yeah. And before he did, he let all, yeah, what a dick. Let what all a those. Fucking he lets all dick. of his, he 40, bears, 50, wolves. You know what was fucked up about that monkeys, time, Monkeys, lets were, them all out and then kills himself. We were close Shh. enough that it was uh, for like a week. We didn't know, like, if you were getting into your car, I mean, is there a fucking tiger out there? Oh, my God, you that sounds hor- horrible, yeah. We were yeah. close enough to Zanesville. We were in Athens County, but it was just like, I was pissed because, A, not only are these, all these animals, because the, the order eventually came down to kill them all, because what else are you going to do? You have to. Yeah, and then, uh, A, they're all getting killed, but also, like, hey, let's commit suicide, and then, even though my life is shitty, I'm going to go ahead and maybe ruin a bunch of other people's lives. Dude, dude. And these animals. Dude, you know what's crazy? What a dick. <laughs> Speak, speaking of zoos right now. Yeah, that was weird. Have you heard about what some zoos are having to do? No. They're feeding the animals to each other. Like, it's gotten so bad at these zoos where they're, like, legit having to feed the tigers and shit other animals. That's why you always eat the sushi at the zoo, because it's the freshest. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so crazy. Dude, this penguin is fresh off the bone. Seal. I bet seal is very flavorful and greasy, I bet. Blubbery, yeah. It's still, even after watching Can I tell you guys a zoo story after this? Do it. Go ahead. Right now? It's your show, man. Oh, that's true. So we were at the Denver Zoo for my birthday one day, and um, there's a huge uh, seal, sorry, enclosure uh, up on one level, and right next to it is this little, like, glassed-in area um, of a little pool where the otters are. And my girlfriend at the time was a huge otter fan, loved otters, right? And we went up there, and the otters were nowhere to be found. And you could see there's a little place where they tunneled off to their own private area, right? And uh, so we start standing there, and we're just like, we're going to stand here until they come out. 
And then a couple more people came and stood with us. And before long, there was like probably eight to ten people with us standing there in front of this otter enclosure. And every so often, the otters would like stick their heads out like, ah, fuck, man. God damn it. Look, look. Hey, they're just going to stand there. Come on. And they literally came out, swam around a couple times, and went right back in. Like, fuck, are you fucking happy? <laughs> I was trying to fuck my girlfriend, you know? God, otters have no freedom. We just have to come out and perform for you guys. So it was good. Good time. It, but they came out. They're very intelligent, you know? And oh, yeah. Maybe they they totally You've seen, you seen the gif where it throws all the blocks? Where it's, like, stacking oh, the yeah. blocks. It's like, get uh-huh. the shit out of here kind of thing. They're, they're like, hey, fine. Let's just perform. Just fuck Anyway. So we have, we have Carol. We have Doc. We have Joe. Mm-hmm. There's one other zoo owner that's introduced early on and then totally just thrown aside until the final episode. The guy from Indiana who's <laughs> always carrying a monkey and shirtless. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Yeah, he, was a dr- he was a drug lord. And he- no, not that guy. Not, oh, not in Miami. No, 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 no. The guy. Oh, yeah, the other yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 who comes in Later, as, a, as a partner. But at the beginning, you see him and it's like, oh, that's a scary dirty monkey man yeah and, and he's like he's monkey. like yeah i've got all these is animals. that like homeless cyborg mutant skaters but he's yeah, the pretty, one pretty much yeah. he's the one where these <laughs> animals are being like it's like monkeys in raccoon trap size cages is this guy and yeah. it seems like it's the really bad one but then the more you meet the other people who have turned their businesses into you know from animals to real estate to multimedia yeah. like joe and like carol to get a reality this guy's show. actually yeah. still just i'm just living with my animals and just chilling with my it, it, it doesn't seem like he's actively and, and financially really profiting off of what he was doing and so he's kind of the most real yeah. out of the group where it's like yeah you know I've, he's, I've driven as far as california and sold him a tiger and we just live here in indiana he's he's like he's the most humble uh, him and the he's most straight up that's for sure that him, dude says what he's thinking and the uh, the drug lord character i can't remember his name <laughs> yeah. scarface dude totally the scarface Montana. guy yeah. scarface dude once he found out that oh you guys aren't like i'm not being investigated like this isn't about me oh cool cool oh. and i'm going to get 20 minutes where i just like steal the show oh i'll get a shot of my and, house and then you find out that he's like the most sane person in this documentary well he's the one that like didn't let it get to the next level of entrepreneurship no that Carol and Doc and Joe did. He well, just he was kinda... also smuggling drugs through animals. Right, and that snakes. was his entrepreneurship. He just kept these animals <laughs> as a hobby. That was his hustle. Yeah, he was he was busy he was busy with the white stuff, man. He's like, wait a second, you're gonna give me time to tell everybody how I'm how Tony Montana was based off of me? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally down for doing. And this, he like owns uh, an ostrich like just for fun, you know, like <laughs> not like these other guys who are actively Didn't he breeding. To killing a guy. In, in uh, no, his friend. They were they were trying to show that part in Scarface where they tie him up in the shower. And, oh, and, with the uh, chainsaw. Yeah, but um, no, the story he told was that somebody else movie, killed Scarface. somebody and brought it to their house. The body. Oh yeah. And somebody a lot crazier than me was like, "Well, let's burn them and chop them up." It's like, well, they're already dead. So I don't, honestly, you're not a, that impressive. He was so chill. Yeah. He was so chill. <laughs> they're though. already dead. He was yeah. really. He was just relaxed, laid back. Like, bro, I'm retired. I made it through the life. I'm just chilling in my beach house with my animals. I've got a hidden fucking basement that none of y'all know about with about 80 fucking pounds and of there, high-grade kush. And there's always somebody <laughs> in the room with me that is packing. Yeah, there's always a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Always. You know it. What's well, uh, 
he was great. Yeah. But then, then you really get into the roller coaster of the Winville. Is it Winville? Win- Winville County? Um, or Winville Greater Area Zoo? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. What, where Joe Exotic is? Yeah. Winville. Yeah. Winville, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I think it's W Y N N E. So, Win Winnowood. I don't. Know. Uh, we got to circle back to the guy. We got to circle back. Producer. Well, not 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 him. We'll get to him oh, too. Yeah. But the guy that lost his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman. The. Zaf. The. Zaf. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. She's identifies as a male now. Um. Or, yeah, he, oh, God. I hate, I, it's, it's, it's yeah. hard, it's confusing sometimes. So, he lost his arm. She, she. Stop doing that. You're just trying to mess with me. Uh, and that's where we really get the whole thing of who Joe Exotic was, where you talked about where he puts on the EMT jacket, and he's like, hey, I'm going to be real with y'all. <laughs> that person... Hey. I'm gonna be real. Somebody just got their arm bit off. He'd been, he had had that EMS blazer. Yeah, Winterwood waiting yeah. for the opportunity. He knew it was gonna. He happen was like, at oh, some there's gonna be like a tornado or something. He didn't think it would be a tiger moth. You know, <laughs> he thought there would be a tornado or something, and he would have the opportunity to look so good Listen, in I'm that just bomber. About my big cats, man. Let me drive my RV around in front of this tornado a couple more times. Fuck. He's smoking a cigarette with his hip cocked in that in that shoot. bomber, and you and I shoot you know you before he, I shoot any of my damn tigers. He's 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 got a pose, man. He's balling. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. but that's the thing is you know he's scheming. That's his scheming. Oh, like, he, oh how he am was, I going to get out of this? The wheels were spinning what, faster how he than the hamster was running. Yet. Hey Joe, what do you because want? Us, what do you want us to do right now? Well, um, right now, just go back doing your chores. All right. Get yeah, back just to go it. do your chores. Don't put your hand in well, the cage. Yeah, don't put your goddamn goddamn <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, that's the thing is he had to do that because this was after he of course said somebody else's arm. Yeah. Well, it was after he said uh, on the news that if somebody wanted to come and take his tigers, it would be another Waco. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then that the was, sheriff is like, well, That was well, so early. What? Yeah. That yeah. Was so, the so sheriff's ever reaction since. in his area. He's watching the news. He says that the sheriff is sitting there eating dinner with his wife, and he just turns to his wife. He's like, well, fuck. Did you hear that, honey? Well, shit. I guess it's time to call the FBI. He <laughs> well, he says fuck. that in the interviewer says that's a very serious statement. I know it's a very serious statement. <laughs> I know it is. Listen. Hey. I don't take the words another Waco lightly. Okay? They view But she was actually doing his job as a cop. So but that's yeah. the the alt right a point too. The yeah. the hardcore alt right groups and individuals mm-hmm. with those leanings view Waco as their personal Alamo of that area. Yeah. This is what you did to us, and we will never forget. Never forget Waco and the Alamo. I would urge you know? people mm-hmm. to look up Ruby Ridge if you're talking about Waco. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ruby Ridge is crazy, yeah. too. We'll definitely, we can talk about that on an episode. He got yeah, shafted. We'll uh, he got straight entrapped. Same as Joe. Joe got entrapped, for sure. Joe got entrapped. Same as... Um, Oh, I'm never going to think of his name Joe, now. Dude, you know who? Weaver. We, Randy Weaver. You know who yep. we haven't talked about yet? We're going to get there. Mm. Jeff Lowe. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, uh, Is he the guy who's like the uh, he handyman did. on TV? No, no. 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 <laughs> That's uh, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has never done a day's work of manual labor in his life. But we got to go through first. If the Jeff's, mo- <laughs> Jeff's not even around yet because Joe's doing his thing. He's doing his nightly show where he says how he's going to kill Carol. 
if very he's very saying we're gonna we're gonna put this snake in her well, house. And, I just went up to the mailbox and and it just exploded. Which with he snakes. he has a mannequin that he shoots. Yeah, he's, that was dumb. He straight up in. in Without knowing, let's put explosive incriminated himself every time he did that. Yeah. Because yeah. you show that to his ju- jury, they're going to be like, "This man is crazy." Yeah, and he really wanted this woman dead. I just want him to be asked about it in a way where he goes, "In hindsight, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wasn't the best idea." Maybe to every night to make a song about how she killed her husband in a music video with a Carol lookalike throwing feeding meat to a tiger. food. <laughs> And man- a mannequin arm that is obviously like in sardine oil that they give to the tiger. It's amazing. Oh, they even go is for uh, that goes back into the Carol stuff about her husband. Everybody that works with these tigers are like, it would be a perfect crime. They would eat that body yeah. and disintegrate it in their stomach acid within mm-hmm. minutes. And then this leads into Joe's legal battles with Carol uh, because he bought the website domain. Oh, my God. Big. So- Big Tiger Rescue or what was no, it? No, it was literally Big Cat Rescue Entertainment. <laughs> he added one word. <laughs> and she gives him cease and desist or whatever. And and they're gonna start and they're gonna subpoena like all of his electronic files because he's been recording everything for years, not unlike Richard Nixon or uh, yeah. or Jim Jones. It's like uh-huh. it's okay. like a white trash Watergate. It is this is what people that are too smart people that think they're smarter than they are do things like this and it ends up screwing them because then he's like oh we got to get rid of all the electronic files Oops. and get some money for these legal fees and whoa this building caught on fire in the middle of the night <laughs> so now let's 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 get to the gators so <laughs> let's get to the gators. Uh, i love that. i'm so glad you took over because uh i'm glad because you were more into it than i was you got to flow with the episode because you built a uh <laughs> A great theory that I want you to share with us. Oh, this is, is this is so serious. let's 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 talk about how it was depicted in the documentary, and then you give your theory on it. Okay. Yeah, it's basically just like so, a random explosion in the night. Yeah, th- this whole episode is focusing on Joe Exotic sh- uh, having this producer character shoot him so he can get a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Shoot him, the guy in the black hat. Yeah, no, I know. Like shoot the not like shoot Pain, him like. Like camera film, shoot. film. Yeah, whatever. this is the guy who worked for. So are you gonna shoot him with a gun? He worked for CBS. He was film. a big time producer. Like yeah, he, he was. Did, yeah, uh, he worked with legit. He did Bill O'Reilly. News. Yeah. yeah, did Bill O'Reilly show? He's he, our that. producer John is a nut. <laughs> yeah, they showed it's clips a John of that. Do- it's a John dog or. John. Uh, but this guy. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, they're doing. They're, well, they're giving you the producer back. You mentioned it. The framing of his. Uh, interviews are shot different than everyone else's. Everyone else, it's better lit. It's better, you know, everything looks great. But where his, he's looking, like you mentioned, he's looking off to the side. Um, he's like lean back, kind of just smoking he's a pack of cigarettes. chain smoking the entire interview and downing espresso. Like at the same time. Oh, yeah, time. he's drinking coffee the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely a. Shady looking dude. Yeah, he wears he wears a lot of black and he wears a lot of wide brim cowboy hats, which comes with the job, you know, of doing a lot of outdoors producing. Um, but you get to this the 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 alligators building, which is where they had their studio, where they had all their equipment. 
that goes up in the middle of the night and these just poor goes up in flames. reptiles trapped in a burning building just boiled alive. It's they so, lost uh, seven alligators that burned alive um, in this arson. And, and then they interview the fire chief. And he's like, "Oh yeah, there's accelerant. This is this is arson. We we have no leads, but we know that this was a, a man-made fire. If you guys if you guys know anything, let us know." Um, and they have the one footage of somebody walking that night, and it's a gangly person. Could have been Joe, but it could have been the producer, who they said was oh what it, Joe said he or somebody said that he was offered money. To get rid of it, the evidence and burn stuff, and he said no. He was offered like a thousand dollars, and he yeah. said no because it was years of his work because he was trying to sell this to a cable network. Well, he mentioned something about show. getting the rights to the archive, didn't he, or something like he owns the digital files or something like that. Yeah, he There's owned some, everything. Yeah, he. It wasn't property. Yeah, Joe, Joe. Joe freaked out because Joe tried to fire him, and he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to take all this stuff." And he was like, well, you can't take that stuff. That's our footage, and that's our equipment. He says, Joe, like, look at the contract. Everything that I have, like, used, I own. I own all of the footage and the equipment. Mm -hmm. And Joe freaked out, and then the place caught on fire. <laughs> and then the guy, they, they, he said, I felt scared for my life because people said I did it. And so I just, I just got in a truck and never turned around, never went back there. And then I found out that his interview – in that cafe takes place in was it Norway? <laughs> yeah. Norway? Yeah, Norway because he has fled the states. Awesome. Because he uh, he found Joe because he was trying to break his crack addiction from the 80s and Joe's crack addiction? No, the producers. Oh, awesome. Uh, he's trying to break his own Crack addiction, is crazy, man. and so he goes out to the desert of Oklahoma to kind of find himself and maybe get a job at producing at a local place. Finds Joe, gets and starts doing drugs again because they're all doing drugs at Joe's place. Yeah, everybody's doing meth, crack, weed, everything. And so I really believe that they, some Joe or somebody, offered him money to burn it down. He took the money and then fled. I had no idea he had a crack addiction. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah, he. Had a backstory to I where I totally see how people could get addicted to crack. He he like found Joe while oh, yeah. he was trying I've to rehab. No, no, I mean firsthand experience. Yeah, yeah any I uh, it's fun. No, yeah, anybody that I've heard of really it has high. done yeah. it. It's fun. It's fun to smoke crack. Was yeah, they had a great time. Okay. But uh, I got some stories about that. If you it's want. the after. It's yeah. the uh, thing that you do to your body where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. No, actually, your body's like, why aren't you doing more of this? And that's the problem. That is addiction. Yeah. You saw that with <laughs> um, some of our characters. Like, Joe's, Joe's, let's get to husband number two, which is definitely Joe's type is 19-year-old, uh, dark, oh shaggy-haired boys so with, with thin goatees. Um, yeah, so Joe, I, don't, I guess I don't understand Joe. Oklahoma law. To if this was just a ceremony or if this was legal, but he had a plural marriage with two men that they had a ceremony for <laughs> that he said, my husband's. Joe Trade. And they all had tattoos of each other's names. Joe Trade. Yeah. But it seemed like husband number one kind of tolerated husband number two. He was like, I'm the one, I'm the one doing the I'm the one getting the, the Joe Train tonight, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you had Joe Train last night. Because I am the alpha of this relationship. What's his name? Dustin Dillon was his name? 
I don't I think it was Dylan. I don't know. The, the, the shirtless one? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the, the oh. other one. Oh, God, I can't remember. The, I'm I not doing I, I think his first names. husband was named John. Yeah, the first one is John. I think if I'm not mistaken. Math Mouth. He was, he was, in, the, yeah, he Dylan, was in the first episode a lot. And, Dylan's and the last one. he talked about his husband like Maybe. John. Yeah. Anyway. But he just basically, it didn't seem like he did a lot of work there. He was just shooting guns and riding four-wheelers around and everything. And smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And then and then we get to 2015, 2016, which seems to be two very important years for Joe Exotic. Number one, <laughs> because Jeff Lowe comes into the picture. Oh, my God. As somebody who... Jeff Lowe. Who, a mysterious benefactor, was how Netflix put him in the summary before he was... <laughs> initiated no yeah he um jeff lowe is terrible man. On the surface, they're all bad on they the surface though jeff lowe seems like he's got it he seems like he's he, he's introduced he as, is he a monster energy drink can personified dude <laughs> he is he i'm surprised i'm amazed his name isn't kyle <laughs> his name should be Kyle. Is he a closet juggalo? Oh my oh, god. He's not a closet juggalo. He's probably <laughs> out and proud that he's a juggalo. But he's the kind of guy that brags about um use pussy to get pussy. Is that what he said? Something like that, yeah. To where you know, um juggalos are some of the nicest people oh, yeah. in a crowd I've ever met. I was scared. But they were really nice. Juggalos are actually pretty nice people. Yeah. They're not a gang, you do by wanna, the way. You do want to shake government. him and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you wearing that stupid makeup? But then it's like, hey, you know, you didn't, you know, beat me up with all your little buddies, so no. thanks. They're good people. Here's a dollar. Go get a Fago. Why don't you stop talking? <laughs> I knew you were going to say Fago. Okay, go. All right, so. Paul's just sitting there like, is this what the fucking show is? Because Somebody better what, pull the plane what, up. What the fuck? Somebody better pull this plane Tell up. Tell him to shut we up. Gotta, I'm talking. We got to get back to no turbulence here. <laughs> Getting a little shaky, folks. <laughs> but Jeff uh, is introduced so Jeff, as... I'm calling him Kyle. <laughs> as a guy that bought Tiger Cubs previously from Joe and would smuggle them into Vegas hotel rooms and then show them to girls to get them to go up there and have sex with him and his girlfriend. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Use pussy is to get pussy. Is his girlfriend hot? Um, I think she's attractive. She so why would you spurt, yeah. to she add a tiger? She, uh, she... Because Jeff is not hot. No, Jeff's uh, not good Jeff looking. is very portly, uh, and he is not, he, he, he is not seen without, uh, a bandana and a hat. hat. A flat bill that's on the very flat top bill of his head. up top like he's Justin Bieber in 2007, so that you can really see <laughs> the bandana that he's working. Because he's hard like that. Yeah. He bald? He looks, he he's looks, gotta be bald, dude. He's gotta be. Looks like Just he like Brett saw, Michaels action? He saw 50 yeah, yeah. Cent in 2004 and said, that's how men dress. <laughs> For the rest of my or, life. Or, or, I think you're on to something, Tyler. I think his, like, idol is Brett Michaels. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk would never wear a band Tony Hawk is, yeah. is, oh, no. is cool. He definitely. Brett Michaels is not. He definitely is a poison guy. He was like, yeah, they, they rock. Man. Nothing but a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is just a Every rose has a thorn, so, man. It's so how, true. I must have missed this. How do, why do they meet? Why do him and Joe, how do they connect? Because uh, Joe is getting hit financially really right, bad at this right. point. Right, Because of the lawsuits with Carol. They mm-hmm. kept dragging out. Based on his big cat rescue entertainment lawsuit, 
And it just kept going and going and going. So he doesn't have a lot of money to keep all these legal fees. They kind of keep that a little gray. But what did what did, I do did we bring in Jeff? But what I do understand from Jeff being brought in is that I'm pretty sure they sold him a tiger, and that he, and then he was kind of interested of hey, how does this work? Because he's a guy that. <laughs> Obviously, would immediately be interested work? in black trade, black market trade. Oh, he's so a, he's shady. Let's talk about the tiger. Like, let's yeah. go ahead and do an autopsy. He, see how it works. He's a guy that his ears perk up when he thinks he's found a way to make money without doing work and no taxes. Jeff is yeah. a parasite. Jeff is a straight yeah. up parasite. Sorry, yeah, my ears just perked up. What did you say about making money without doing any work and no taxes? Exactly. Oh. And he's, yeah, he's Jeff's just a, terrible. You can tell. He moves from one thing to the other. He burns his bridges and leaves. Burns bridges, spends all the money he can from it, and then goes on but his But he next comes scam. in, and they never say how he got his money. They never say that if he's if he's like if he's got a lot of credit or if he's actually got money or how anything. did he have the money he's, to help Joe? He's got money and he comes in and he sees Joe's I mean, obviously legally, he sees Joe's operation as a real estate venture that he can become a partner in and eventually can get a profitable revenue well, from but under the table, I really think he was thinking I can be the scarface of the tiger trade. And I because he's a guy that wants to do things under the table. He's a guy that wants to do it illegally and shady because he can get away with it. Is really like yeah. that he's got this smirk at all times. He says at the very end, he says, I've been hearing for years that they're coming to get me. And he looks around and puts his arms and goes, Where are they? Are they coming? I don't see anybody. And he's just this cocky dude that thinks he can't be caught. I So he needs to meet Deadpool is what you're saying? Is just he thinks he's he's one of those guys that I guarantee... He thinks he could hire Deadpool. Right. He's one of those guys that you see that has like one of those Walmart basketball jerseys with Deadpool's logo on it. He's those kind of people. I have a basketball jersey of uh, Cookie Monster's uh, face. I have a Toon Squad jersey. Uh, like a... Yeah, number tank. one. Okay, uh, I have a do you have a jersey? jersey because I'm a grown up. No, do you have like a like a jersey Damn. like a tank top thing? Because <laughs> we should all wear them and go to the uh, farmers market this summer. If I, have a, it, I have a Paul Pierce one too. What truth? Why are we wearing jerseys at the farmers market? Oh, I always go bro tank to the farmers. Oh, market. Oh, dude, my bro tank is awful. You guys will not want to be seen with me. I have it's, a, ma- it's I have a macho man. It's one. awful. Anyway, back to the show. Somebody that would love bro tanks, Joe. And Joe's husband's. <laughs> See, not we're, Jeff. we are talking about the show. So anyway, but then Jeff comes in and just throws money at this zoo, and or Jeff comes in and is throwing money at the zoo, and Joe tries a publicity stunt where he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run for president. Joe Exotic 2020 or Joe Exotic 2016, and he starts legitimately running a presidential campaign. And where does he find his campaign manager? The guy. Who is currently managing the sporting goods department at the local Walmart? <laughs> he got the guy behind the Walmart gun counter who has a poli sci from Oklahoma State or something. Like he had a he had a degree in politics. He was interested in this, but he was working at Walmart. <laughs> He's the most normal guy of the whole series to me. The oh, most yeah. intelligent, head on his shoulders. Just I did my job, and these people are crazy. Was his campaign manager. Who witnessed death? Oh my God! But we will get to that. We haven't even finished Joe Exotics twenty sixteen. So while that Jeff stuff's happening, we have <laughs> pretty much. So we have the Doc Antle stuff that's going on as well, where we go to Ames, Iowa, of right. all places, to start this segment of talking about Doc Antle and how he ran things. There was a woman that uh, 
lived in Ames, Iowa. They basically portray her as somebody who escaped a cult. Escaped a cult. Absolutely. They, yeah. they spin they, that yarn. They are sitting in her oh, living room treating her like uh, somebody Cyclones who, fans? Yeah, she left Scientology and is now being interviewed Says the about fan. it. That's, that's what it seems Do you hear like. what he said? Yeah. Talking about Cyclones? Yeah, she came back, man. She didn't want to. She, she didn't a survivor, stay, dude. She didn't want to stay in Clemson country. She came back. Clemson, Clemson country. But yeah, so her whole story in, ex- in describing all this stuff that happens is just fucking bonkers. So Doc she, is like where Joe uses prison labor. Doc uses college labor yeah. to where he doesn't pay you. You live on his You live land. in a horse stall. Yeah. But it's hundred dollars like, a week is what they got paid. But these people act like it's just they're working FFA eighteen students. hour days. They're just FFA students taking care of horses at the at the county fair. Right, right. It's how they think of their job. They're like, oh, it's a summer internship. I'm having a blast, you know. And then you realize, well, Doc has you this nice leave. house. Well, that. But you really notice when Doc Wait, has a nice house. Can't leave. Probably can. that girl left. The one that they interviewed left. Right, I'm saying, like, but, I mean. But what I'm saying is, is what you start they to realize... They don't make it easy. You don't have transportation. You don't have money. Like Scientology, then? I mean, it's... Yeah, I would say it's something like that, for sure. I, I, he definitely feels like he's running a cult. Because you can leave, but then you also realize Doc has this nice house... With a mirror on the ceiling of his bedroom. And it's like, well, maybe if I... Which comes uh, back I've, to he's definitely an orgy guy, dude. Yeah, you know it. You know he is. Men, you know women it. that work because they're working, like I said, eighteen-hour days for shit pay, nothing for pay, really. If, if Charles Manson's plan of having a desert compound with hot chicks had come to fruition, <laughs> at this at this, this point, would Doc he would be Doc Antle. He would be Doc Antle because he's a sixty-something dude that's just like free love, no. man. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Doc Antle is uh, totally into like that. Uh, the um, what is it? Yogaville, Yoga City, or whatever that. Yeah. He, when they first start talking about him, and he talks about how he. Oh, his, his guru his name is Bhagavan. Yeah, yeah his name Bhag- is Bhagavan. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, His name up, is Bhagavan, man. and he's yeah, like, I he's like, uh, I, I, they call me that. I think right. it means teacher. And he's like, no, it means God, <laughs> and you gave it to yourself. <laughs> the Bhagavad Gita, douche. Also, I've been to Fairfield. Anybody been to Fairfield? Those people are fucking nuts, all right? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Doc Antle, what a guy. What a douche. What yeah. a guy. He's yeah, and he, he, he's getting his comeuppance, you know, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. His uppance will come. <laughs> Back to but Jeff the fa- and just... the campaign. He's Joe, I don't know how he got the publicity, but he's being interviewed by a very, very open individual, flamboyant, who's interviewing him like for a magazine or Wasn't he on show. Hollywood Magazine twice? Yeah, he said he was on the cover of Hollywood he magazine twice. He's got like poster <laughs> size like framed up frames as well. Yeah. Wait, where is that magazine from? Oh, it's from Hollywood, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. Hollywood, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. I'm a, I'm a big deal over there. Man. The readership, <laughs> the circulation is almost a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's being interviewed um, for a gay publication. Publication, I'm assuming. Yeah. And the interviewer says. Is America ready for a gay, polygamist, pierced, tattooed, tiger-owning, redneck, gun-toting, mullet-wearing man as president? And Joe, like, seriously thinks for a second. He goes, yeah, I think they are. <laughs> Honestly, Dude, it was, like, it was like, in the way that it's, like, back and forth, it's like, it is like, 
It's like the gay 60 minutes. Where, like, his his question and how he answers, it was like a 60 Minutes promo. Yeah, like, it was super serious. I was just waiting to hear that. Dude. No, yeah, if you take gay out of that, I'm surprised we don't have one of those yet. Right, exactly. I mean, seriously. I'm a mullet wearing, gun toting, straight. Polygamist. Tiger wearing, tiger, polygamist. Oh, fuck. When can I vote for you every month? We had one of those. It was Bush. His... <laughs> His presidential Sands mullet <laughs> <laughs> Almost Hey he was a college yell leader hey, man Listen man we don't have to have a mullet okay I, I think I think, mul- decider, I think, I think I mullet's too I decided not far. to have a mullet Okay Dad told me not to have one <laughs> Don, Donald piece I always <laughs> Damn it Don God damn it Donald you fucking Anyway okay. <laughs> So his his presidential announcement video is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because he straight up goes, I'm Joe Exotic. I'm gayer than a $3 bill. I like to shoot guns, and I'm running for president. And he says some other stuff. He's like, poof, poof, poof. he shoots shit that blows up. Yeah, it's like, he's constantly like shooting things. And it is so funny. Easily, he is his like gun local gun store's favorite customer. Because oh, yeah. he just puts oh, it on the company card. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I forgot the show to see where he just walks in and goes like, "Oh, this shit will blow up." Like, and he's like, "We're not done blowing stuff up today." <laughs> he says that too, and it it's wild. And then he starts going in every like local town's summer parade, in on top of a limo, Joe for president, and it's incredible. He's got the local Walmart sporting goods guy running this campaign, sitting in an office, constantly being harassed. By the emasculating other gentlemen that work there, to the point where we have a very interesting situation one day. Oh my God! So this—I don't know. If I, I, don't, I don't know. Do I want you to spoil this for me? This is yeah. You might as well. You, I mean, you're here. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> you got no say in this. You're an hour in. Yeah, you got no say, bitch. So yeah, he's sitting there and. One of the husbands. The second husband, the, the second, young one, the fun-loving one that just smoked a lot of weed and didn't work. Yeah, it was the second one, okay. Well, it's the, you, you find out that he wasn't allowed to leave. Joe would not allow him to leave the compound. The second husband. The zoo, yeah. Okay. And, um, oh, yeah, they're fenced in, locked in. Anyway. Yeah, and yeah. John had more freedoms than husband number two. <laughs> yeah, and they're armed to the teeth. But uh, he's talking to him off camera, and he brings in a gun. Well, it's they're not even on production camera. That's a surveillance. That camera. was surveillance. So there's yeah. there is just this posted. There's no audio corner of the room surveillance camera, um, onto, uh, the desk of the, the campaign of the campaign manager and his and it goes to him in an interview and he says, and he came in and he pointed a gun at me, and I said, dude, we've talked about this. I don't like it. I don't care what you guys do. We've talked about this. Do not do that to me. Uh, you know, being the safe guy, the yeah, guy that right. no. he legally sold guns for Walmart. Like, I believe he's probably yeah, very he's gun safe individual. They're not toys. Yeah. And, and he's saying, don't point that at me. I don't care if it's empty. I don't care what you say. Yeah, you never point a gun. Do not somewhere. point it at me. And and the husband goes, oh, well, it's Ruger, dummy. And if there's no clip in it, obviously it can't fire. And he goes, watch. See? Puts up to his head, one in the chamber. And the the camera, you're watching this. The camera is, you can't see anything. You're just watching him seated. There's no audio either. But you see a flash. And 
And it's like the only your only point of reference is the running timestamp on the security camera. Because dude, for a minute and a half, manager is just for a minute and a half, hands he's over just his mouth, covering like, his shocked. face. He's just. He's, he's which is moving in his chair like yeah. super slow, like which is oh my what gosh. everybody would we've, do. We've never had anybody shoot themselves in front of us, but especially it was, when they weren't expecting to. You it know how obvious, that would fucking be obvious yeah. accident. Yeah, obvious accident. But and then Wasn't thinking he was just pointing that at me. Fucking around with a gun. Well, what if he would have like play clicked that at me? Oh yeah. Yeah right exactly. And I don't know if it, I think it was an accident in a way that. The accidents he happen thought, with drugs and guns. Yeah, yeah, that's he may have thought. His oh, it's empty, was, but his, still had a gun. His brain was there. telling him. His, his brain was very uh, aware of the fact that there is a bullet in this gun, and his brain was telling him, like, "Hey, there's no bullet in this gun because I want to be free of you because you're too stupid and I can't live like this anymore. So there's no bullet. That's and you're so <laughs> yeah. confident." That your brain is making you so confident that there's no bullet in this gun because your brain wants to die that you should. Well, shoot no, brain. yeah, they they definitely portrayed it that his life was not good with Joe. They 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 really went into the thing of I was he, could, that he pretty his much brain is too stupid, but yeah, I mean, if I know what you're abusive, doing, but if you're in an abusive relationship, certainly. I, I think he might I have done it subconsciously. A women's crisis center. There's a lot of that. I mean. You wonder why people don't leave those situations, and it's because they're fucking terrified. Exactly. Like, yeah. they have made it to a point where the only person you know is your abuser. That's then the only per the only places you're allowed to go is where your abuser can keep an eye on you. Yeah. And you don't, even though you can go to the store and shit like that, like, it, the idea of leaving is doesn't even occur to you because he'll kill your mom, he'll kill your dad. Yeah. I mean, it's serious shit. It's, I mean, yeah. I get that, but I mean that's still it's it's a tragedy. That, I, I still think it was that, that, if that is the case that he literally was just subconsciously like I can't live like this anymore. That's a fucking tragedy. I don't mean to make light of that. Yeah, it's it's definitely like the darkest part of the show. Um, you it, mean the live death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> graphic. Go up Paul, from there. Paul's like. Yeah, yeah, the live death, you think? But no, that's what, but that's what I mean. It's like I can only imagine what that what that campaign manager saw because me yeah. just watching it secondhand, I was fucking horrified. Right. I was like, oh, my God. Because you don't – nobody ever wants to see something like that happen. Nobody – no, no, that's horrible th- a thing to happen. And it was just like, Jesus. Right. And it's then a lot worse than and that's what they show my, on movies and TV, too, mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. That's where I, my brain kind of more flipped. Bloody. A lot more gross. I flipped a switch on that where at that point, that's when I stopped rooting for Joe Exotic. That's when I was like, this guy, I think, abused this man so much that he killed himself. And I know it's not fair to put the blame on Joe, Mm. but I do think he played a role in it. Sure. And... That's where I stopped. He's, he's not a very, he doesn't seem like a compassionate partner. No, because Maybe. within weeks he was dating another dude and married this guy. Yeah, he went, it, the, go to the, his funeral. Yeah. And at his <laughs> funeral, he's talking about how big that man's balls were while he's in the casket with his mom right with there. With the family all and around. Then, and then a few months later. He, he sings at the fucking funeral. Yeah, he sings. Oh, no. and oh he, my God. He invites. Um, dead husband's mom to the wedding of his new husband uh, and then never talks to her again. Just as the public, like, she's okay with it, you guys should be okay with it kind of thing, which kind of sucked. 
But that shows you Joe's in it for Joe and yeah, what Joe and public's care. perception of Joe. And that's the thing is the three main owners of these zoos, uh, they are all in all of this for themselves, and they're yeah. all really bad people yeah. because this was never about animals. This was never about helping convicts. This was never about giving these girls this like FFA type experience. Say no to drugs. <laughs> Say no to all this stuff. All these were just lies. All these, all these initial excuses. Their egos. I, I, I must reiterate, anybody who's like, hey, just say no to drugs. You haven't done drugs, so you need to try some drugs. Because you might, you might change it from just say no to, eh, it kind of depends on what you're being offered. <laughs> Um, hey, you want some meth? No. How about how about some wheat? Sure. I guess. Some maybe. Booze? Some some booze? Learn, you know, instead of just say no, learn to say maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's Nancy Reagan's fault, right? <laughs> right, Jake? <laughs> that was before we even started this podcast, that joke. <laughs> so Nancy Reagan. Long story, Paul. Paul is so confused about that inside joke about Nancy Reagan. Um I'm confused about it. <laughs> Anyway. So we get to the part um, where he's singing at the funeral. We talk about that. God, that's uh, so funny. Then Joe decides, you know I what? I saw Tiger and this man's balls were huge. I <laughs> loved him. I loved Hey, mama, did you know your boy had huge balls? I mean, like, <laughs> tennis balls. I could almost fit one of them. <laughs> balls and mouth. So we're at the funeral. Then he decides to... Say, hey, man, I still got that political bug. And runs for, was it Senate? He switches it to governor oh, because governor. his presidential bid is not gaining steam or publicity. Also so he switches to governor. Freaked out. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's running for governor, which is also a big flop. He got 19%, though. Yeah. Which is a lot more than I would have expected. But that's where. In Oklahoma? Yeah. That's where it really starts freaking, like, the conflict starts building and people start freaking out because during the campaign is when Jeff, you there's videos of Jeff, like, getting in his face and freaking out on him and saying, like, you're out there spending this much on campaign stuff and moving money to that from here. People are going to find that. You're going to go to jail. Mm -hmm. I'm not falling for you. And he's getting on him and everything. And then it really actually starts the whole murder for hire conversation. With uh, because Jeff brings yeah. his handyman, who is obviously like just a lifetime felon. <laughs> What's his name? Andy. Uh, oh yeah, the bald guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the with the with the I or the teardrop tattoo. Yeah, yeah. He looked like every cliche like movie. Is it No Ho Hank? <laughs> Maybe from Barry. Is that him? I need to watch that show. Um, and so, <laughs> so we get introduced to this character where you're like, well, yeah, this would be the guy that you would hire to Carol, murder Carol Baskin. Um, the problem I have, he's with like, I got, I got a cap though. I can do it for three thousand or less. Yeah, <laughs> which he should know that the which same is about money how long it takes to how much it takes to feed a tiger per day. Well, that's what I'm saying. That money that he could buy another tiger with, he's buying a hitman. <laughs> And the best part about this story is when later on when Doc Antle was like, Joe didn't know what he was doing. Who but spends $3,000 on a hitman? A stupid person. How would you know about yeah, this, Doc? Do yeah, Doc's like, he just obviously did not look into Hitman's Classified this month and saw the lowest listing was 20K. <laughs> like, Doc just knows people, yeah, man. Yeah, he could, he could have somebody killed if he would. Doc could call a real 
like killer. Yeah, he's got a hitman. Doc, on Doc's got a guy. Retainer. Yeah, Doc's got a guy. <laughs> so uh, they start this plan, but it starts out as Joe just always saying, "Oh, I'd kill that bitch." And well, then here's the thing: this is after Joe loses the Senate race, and he took he took all Jeff's money and put it into his run for governor. Jeff finds out, freaks out at him on camera, by the way, which is super awkward. And then that's where we get to this part where now Jeff's trying to think of how do I undermine Joe and get the zoo from him? Yeah, and they're talking about how to kill Carol. And Jeff pulls up the Google Maps of or the street view of like where her house is. And they find where she posts all her videos from, where she bikes to work from her house on this trail. And they, they go through the maps on Jeff's computer and say, well, you just sit in the, your car right here in this parking lot and shoot her when she goes by and then drive off. Super easy, super quick. Perfect crime. Yeah, and then later on, Jeff's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I mean, is it a crime to look at Google Maps? Because that's all that I did. I just... No. I know. And he's, You framed this man. And he says, <laughs> is it a crime to maybe push somebody in the direction of a crime? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's Call seriously. And abetting. Yeah, yeah. He 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 is Destruction I, of justice. Jeff is a criminal. A criminal. Like they're all criminals, honestly. But Jeff straight up framed a guy and was so brazen to come on this documentary and like you said, throw his arms out like, well, they're never gonna get me. And now he's taking requests where you can send him like two hundred bucks and he'll make a custom video for you. Dude, the he's doing the cameo. Sports thing. fanatics got a video made by Jeff uh saying, Hey Ross and Chris, heard you guys were talking about me. Um what do you say? I think he said, I like, heard you guys were talking shit about me on your show. Don't you know I have like two hundred tigers? And, like he makes a joke out of it while actually I owning the douchery. Yeah. yeah. But in your also in your head, it's like, this guy's still a dick, <laughs> and you shouldn't give him money. Yeah, he says, and then they get to him, like, after, okay, so, okay, we got to get through, we got to get through this, yeah. and then we'll get to the real Jeff's a dick stuff. It's going to be our longest episode, when, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I can keep going. So they go with the handyman, and, and the handyman disappears, <laughs> and apparently he just drove home to the Carolinas from Oklahoma instead of Florida. And spent the three thousand on strippers and alcohol and blow. That Joe gave him, and he was like, "Yeah, I chickened out. I didn't do it." <laughs> that sounds like and me then thirty-two. And then he's hiding out at home, and there's calls from Jeff to him saying, "Hey, we just got to make sure that we make it clear that we're getting Joe down for this, and we're gonna come out free of it." And they talk about just making Joe the fall guy. But we haven't even talked about the guy on the jet ski. How could I forget? How could you forget one this of the biggest crucial characters business in this man. story? Businessman. Businessman. <laughs> business he, this guy, is... is Paul a, is now leaning forward. He's a, he's a rat. He's a thief. He's a snake. He is... He's a child. He... Oh, my gosh. So, he basically... This guy becomes Jeff's middleman for the Oklahoma community... Of his his local guy, his guy on the ground of like, oh, I know people, I have connections, and this guy's shady too. He's listed, he's introduced as just businessman, and they go into his shop, <laughs> and they go into his like business shop or whatever, where it seems like he's got a lot of odd machine parts and a monkey in a cage. 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, so I was this, like. This is a rotund dude with like. <laughs> a rotund, yes. A very rotund man with. Uh, Stringy ginger uh, hair. With. Uh, Down to his shoulders. The owner of the Raiders haircut. Yeah. Oh, oh no, uh, Davis. Uh, fucking what's his name? Davis. Davis. Something. Da- it's Al Davis's uh, son. I'm firmly convinced that there's a uh, John uh, international cabal of hairdressers <laughs> who uh, who cut uh, rich people's hair, and they're like, "Fuck these motherfuckers." To make it look bad, yeah. Fuck that's em. that's an episode. Boris Johnson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's not fair though, because Trump's always had bad hair. But this guy says, "Yeah, um, these federal agents came in and started pushing me about this monkey in the cage." And my lawyer said that you're going to go to jail for this monkey. And so I was like, well, I got these bigger things I can help you out with. And so I just started talking to him about Jeff and Joe and the zoo. And that's uh, when I made the decision to become a state's informant. And he just like totally under underlies the fact that he's like, yeah, um, I, I couldn't go down. Like I wouldn't go to jail for something minor by myself. I have to take other people down instead. And, there's no way that it was about this monkey. No, this dude no, no. is obviously a shady businessman. He does. I bet he does a lot of illegal stuff. They never say oh, what. Oh, and he I bet he does like does. political stuff. Like he gets involved with everybody. Like he's, he's a shady individual. He is definitely a money launderer for his community. Oh yeah. And and he's like, yeah, it was about a monkey. But this is the kind of guy where you can't ta- you can't take him seriously on the jet. Ski. Yeah, he gets this slow mo, and you know where he was like. Can you guys can get you film me? this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, we asked for that because they're they're not they're not organically at this lake in Oklahoma. It just it's yeah, it's like oh, this it's like, lake in Oklahoma, dude. It's like fucking B roll that just happened that just is spliced in between his interviews of like this guy just slow mo yeah, riding on a jet ski. And it ski. looks like the like, the the music for CSI Miami should be yeah. playing. Right at, yeah. Or like fucking Baywatch, like like hi- like Highway to Hell starts rolling through behind him. Um, How but, that is? But he's so shady. He sells out everybody he can. He lies about everything. Paul, Paul, I think we just made a TikTok. Oh, of the jet ski guy with different music behind it. I like it. Mood mood scheme. We said it on the internet, so we own it. That's true. This is this, this is, is this is law. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got the federal guy mm-hmm. or the informant, whatever the state informant. Got all this stuff. So Joe goes down because He's they like, f- I had to wear a wire. They found out that he was he paid the three thousand dollars to have Carol killed. But they have no nothing besides circumstantial or just hearsay. And so what they do. Is they have Mr. Businessman Sleazeball come with a Fed to Joe and say, "Hey, Joe, I heard what you're looking for, and I found this guy, and he'll do it." And so then you have the act of money exchanging hands for a crime to be committed. Which, by the way, again, Jeff Lowe's shady friend, who at one point is doing his interviews in a bathtub. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ob- there's and there's some that? interviews where he's obviously drunk. And you see that, and you're like, dude, that's like the ninth weirdest, craziest thing I've seen in this, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, the I mean, interview from a bathtub. But That's it's, normal. 
But it's almost like he asked to be interviewed in the tub because it's the nicest thing he owns. Was that <laughs> right? Was that nice one tub. tub. It was a nice tub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm between couches right now. Can we do this in the tub? <laughs> yeah, it's either on my lawn chair. It was either he was either sitting on a log outside or in his bathtub. That's seriously the two Listen, places he got interviewed. He's like, got, look, I've I won't get personal, naked or nothing. I'll wear. I've got a trunks. personal battle going on right now with rent a center. Okay, so let's just do it in the tub. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a couch for a little while till this is settled. Stop making. Making it weird that right, I got. Taxes I got this. will be here any day now, and then I'll get a couch. Tub. I like to soak when I'm getting done playing with tigers, man. So they they get Joe for the murder. <laughs> Me and Aaron's aren't seeing eye to eye right now. He is. <laughs> he's he's sitting in in the jail in Oklahoma. Yeah. And Jeff is like, yeah, I'm the owner of the zoo. I'm just gonna move it. And so he enlists because he asked the businessman, "Yeah, where should I? If yeah. I were to move the zoo, where should I?" And put Mr. It? Businessman says, "Well, we should go further south towards the Texas border because Oklahoma's poor. Put it near this casino then, that gets a lot of traffic. Yeah, and you're gonna get text a lot more you Texans lot, coming over you the got, border. You get people from North Texas. You get people coming to the casino that stop by and see some wild animals. Yeah, and it's actually very smart business plan. No, it's a good idea. Um, but the implementation is not good because." <laughs> He brings in Mr. Indiana Hillbilly Zoo monkey owner, and this guy is in a skid loader with a monkey hanging on his chest. No shirt, cargo shorts, and flip-flops, and a monkey on his chest running a skid loader. I didn't. I, was he really wearing flip-flops? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. He was that's just, horrifying. He Why was just you? out here chilling. I would never do that. That's so And horrifying. he's like, yeah, moving dirt every day. And he said, and every he, day. He, said, he sounds so official. He goes, yeah, me and Jeff are business partners now. We're going in on this venture, and our goal is to eventually have the biggest zoo in America. We're just going to keep adding on as we get the money, and we're going to have spots for all kinds of animals. We're just starting with cats. <laughs> and he, seriously. Yeah. And then 30 minutes later in that oh same God. episode is Jeff. With this stupid little grin that he always, this little smirk that he always, always has. And he's got his phone on speakerphone and just holding it up. And it's he's the other the zoo. Yeah. It's the other zoo owner going, you, you piece of shit, Peckerwood, lazy ass fuck. You just, just berating think, him. Just, just verbally abusing him. And Jeff's just there like, it's like three minutes long. <laughs> and, and, and Jeff says, yeah, I guess that didn't work out. And it goes back to the other guy and he goes, Jeff just thinks that he can have an idea and you'll do the work and pay for it and then he'll be your partner. And it's like Jeff burns bridges because he expects to just be like the puppeteer. And you're you're supposed to be like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. He and just wanders he just wanders from town to town looking for his next scam. He sucks something dry and then moves on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he kinda I think he kinda got stuck with the legal responsibilities of the zoo. Of the zoo yeah. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do something with it. But I don't think that he planned on being the long-term owner of the zoo. I think he was going to try to spot Joe out of legal trouble, get some money off of selling Tiger's third party illegally, and then dip out to his next thing. Uh, we haven't even talked about his Vegas incarceration and gun charge and <laughs> and everything, but that's kind of ancillary. It doesn't even yeah, matter. Yeah, But. Towards the end, he's you then like last year's interviews, his wife or girlfriend is pregnant. And he says, Yeah, day after that thing pops out, gotta get you back in the gym. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay. And he's looking tool. A, a and maid. he says, Yeah, we're finding a maid. Look at that one. She's hot, isn't she? She can't be a maid if she's not hot. He says, I don't want her if I'm gonna have to look at her every day in my house, I, why wouldn't I want her to be hot? Like sitting next to his wife saying this. Who's okay with it who is just totally down like gold digger just i'm here for the money he's trash because you know like she is not being 
sexually appeased no, by this no man. No way that no man way. is satisfying he her is, sexually. He, he is not a he, he's <laughs> just about satisfying Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's so it's a, like thirty seconds. Jeff, he's in, he's out. Jeff's like a <laughs> expecting the sandwich after sex kind of guy. You still here? Yeah, listen, you're still here. Listen, honey, what's going to happen is uh, I'm going to go ahead and spend uh, about 30 minutes in the bedroom by myself uh, looking at porn, and then right at the end, you I in. want you to come in. Okay, <laughs> then, yeah, that's... It's that's, called edging, That's honey. the only time I want you in here is right when I'm finished. You know, he, like, so, you, so I have something to, you know, put it on. But <laughs> Jesus. He's, he's the kind of guy that's <laughs> looking at nudes on his phone, just chilling. And then turns yeah. his phone around and say, "Hey, babe, when when I buy you fakes, I want fakes like this." Right? And he shows her the new Google imaging <laughs> big tits. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Like just, with a Z, and it's not even incognito. He doesn't give a no, shit. No, no, he doesn't. He <laughs> They're doesn't. fun to look at, but like, yeah, no, you wouldn't want. No, you yeah. wouldn't want to actually be with a. I mean, no, fake tits. Uh, he's a tool. Funny. And then uh, with with two minutes to go in the movie or in the final episode <laughs> they bring out the fact that oh yeah Doc's had this rumor about a crematorium at his place for years because he breeds way too many animals for the amount of adult tigers he has because it, he pays people for like pu- or like kitten pictures and kitten cuddles so what happens to the ones that don't make it to adulthood and he's like no that's not true it's not true at all and then like they, oh they end with the information that his place was raided oh. December 2019. Yeah, so this is ongoing, and, and Big Cat Rescue's not happy with how they were projected. Doc's not well, happy with Doc, how he was portrayed. Doc, they they uh, said that he had I a mean, gas... I mean, that's a lie about what Doc did. They said he had a gas chamber. Was it that, not a crematorium? Or no, you're, you're right, it was a crematorium. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it sounded like it was a gas chamber. But yeah, so he's just killing tigers. The crematorium well, then, is the step after the gas chamber. Oh, mm. yeah. Just gonna walk past it. And yeah, we'll <laughs> just bring it full circle to they're all horrible people. Yeah, no, yeah, there, there's no good, there's no good characters in this show. No, oh. but there, there is, there is a actual. A, there are good supporting characters to the story. <laughs> yeah, like the political guy was just kind of thrown into a whirlwind. I yeah, like the guy with the, the legs. Guy, the guy without the legs was a really nice guy. Uh, the guy with the long hair. Yeah. Oh no, he was he was kind of sketchy because he didn't want to go to court. He was super sketched out about having to testify in Joe's case and going to court, and he still wears his sunglasses and just like that's a guy that's been in prison too. Yeah, long. Yeah, he was super uncomfortable being around a federal setting, and you, it, yeah, that was obvious. But yeah, those people, they just well, poor people got railroaded. Oh yeah, no, the, the workers. The, wor- the worst thing about all of this is those people can't realize how they made everyone around them into victims of something horrible. The animals, the people, everybody. And, like, with the Doc Antle stuff where they talk to that woman from Ames that they lure these kids in, they, these women, in uh, to do this thing called tigers, which is, again, like a wildlife thing. Mm. And they they bring them in. And, like I said, you live in a horse stall. You get paid 100 bucks a week. Uh, but if you want to live in the big mansion, you got to have sex with this man. And well, that seems like an easy deal, right? You know, to a to a twenty something. Right. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. And it was, I can just get down a few yeah. times and have a nice place to sleep. And yeah, very sad. We also forget to touch on the fact that neither of Joe's husbands were gay. They were. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. What did he say? He says. Um, you ain't that straight. Yeah, yeah. He says uh, he he would ask guys that he was into. Because uh, where he talked about his type and his last two husbands show, he had a definite type. Yeah. He would say, 
when you watch porn, do you pick the porn with the big dicks or the little dicks? And then when they said, well, they like watching the porn with the big dicks, he would say, well, then you're not that straight. <laughs> and which is funny, but it's still bad because he, you know it's all fun and games until, until you realize he fed those people their addictions. Yeah, he and slips you a little too much to put it in your butt for the first time, well, you know, yeah. and then you're just in. He definitely, the relationship. he definitely <laughs> was very predatory with these men. Absolutely, he was predatory with these people's money and these tigers. Well, that's the thing; they're all predators. They're all predators. Every one of them, because the big cat rescue stuff, you find out she didn't pay her workers. That was all voluntary work. And you're right. She manipulated. Oh, that, that the at the beginning of this show when I was talking about that that first part, you talked to her. Yeah. And she's walking through that line, dude. Not one of the words spoken by anybody, her or the people in line, is is genuine or sincere. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're her, all not, fake. They're her all vol- fake. Her volunteers are set up on a tier. Um, but their shirts, yeah, they're set up on on a tier based on colored shirts, and she says, "Oh, I don't even know the names of people under the green shirts. They're here for a few months and they're gone." So she's running a cult. Yeah, Doc's running a cult. Doc's running a cult. She's running an enterprise. Enterprise. There you go. She's running. Uh, yeah, she's running a, an enterprise. I'm running Final a non profit <laughs> with that that <laughs> has nothing voyages. but volunteers. <laughs> But where it's, and the, all the money goes to me, but it's it's for this nonprofit. Yeah, really. right. yeah. She's fronting for her own profit. Doc's fronting for a cult, yeah. and Joe was fronting for publicity. Yeah. Oh man, have you heard about the Tiger King? This yeah. is the guy with the tiger. Yeah. Yeah, with his own that. webpage, and they said they said he never got more than hundred views, two hundred views on his nightly streams, but he upped it so much because he cared so much about being a celebrity in an online presence which makes me worry about myself because we're starting I, down that road yeah i can relate to Dude, joe <laughs> a, while, a little man. bit mm-hmm. where i've been i've had i god knows how many times i've started podcasts with people or done things with podcasts and i you know i've had a very very small amount of success very very minimal amount of success but even that little bit i was like i want more of it i'm addicted to it i want it keep I, grinding yeah and but so don't I, grind like they ground. But yeah, Joe went about it the complete wrong way. Yeah, Joe did some horrible things to people. They all did. They're all they're all guilty. They are. Yeah. And so like So your your big theory was you thought the producer burned down the alligator house and then ran off with money. Yeah, like, he's international, he, dude. He's gone. He's in the wind. Dog could insurance fraud. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, insurance fraud in this country, nope. you might as well murder somebody. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how pretty bad. bad that crime is. Wait a second, you stole money from a fucking insurance company? How dare you? Are you a you? monster? It's weird. It's a weird. Why don't you just go up to the top of the Empire State Building and throw a bunch of babies off, you monster? Jesus, <laughs> that's like how you. That's like how you God. can be put in jail for taking money from a company you own, which is somehow embezzlement. embezzlement. In the, yeah, yeah from, progressive is not rich that you can just take money from yeah. the insurance company. Uh. So, yeah, I could yeah. see him committing that because, yeah, nobody wants to get caught up with insurance fraud and all now that. I want to commit insurance fraud. Because nobody goes to Norway for fun. Yeah, he's not in I Norway. I want to go to fun. Norway, for, for, but I'm Norwegian. That's I, the only I was reason. a little bit Norwegian. Yeah. He's, no, yeah. he's just a Vikings fan. He thinks he's <laughs> no, no, I truly am. I truly am. All right. So, yeah, I think that one's probably true. I really do. And I'm very much of the mind that Carol killed her husband. Oh, Carol definitely killed her husband. But I saw, I saw the hot take on Facebook of, um, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, but are we going to trash this woman 
who ended her abusive relationship yeah, with a guy who met when she was 19. He was in his 40s. And I was kind of like, okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and that's the other side of it where yeah. there's two well, sides yeah, to every I mean, coin. Was she groomed? I mean, you know, uh, uh, the state of mind that she was in. I mean, you know, when I was talking earlier about working for the crisis center, all I did was canvas but uh, to raise money. But we learned a lot, like – about a lot of the aspects of domestic violence and yeah. things like that. And um, there is an argument to be made, despite whatever this series makes her out to be, there's an argument to be made that before she might have victimized others, Carol might very well have been a victim herself. And does that mean that she created, that she had victims of her own because she... I mean, yeah. right. right. No, right. yeah, you, you could see, go backwards from any right. monster and be like, "Well, what happened in their childhood?" Well, yeah, but still, they killed somebody when they were old. You know, anytime, anytime you hear about a serial killer, almost every time it's a it's their upbringing. I don't think yeah. it's too big of an assumption to say that most ab- ab- like abusers start as victims. Oh, yeah. right, absolutely. But say over fifty percent. Plenty of victims that grow up to be not abusers. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, to it's me, just it's. Oh, your phone went off. It's about how you process, <laughs> right? And what happens to and you? And if you're given the right environment, you can overcome those things. And I think, I, I don't think they don't really talk about it in the show, but I don't think you're that far off, Tyler. I mean, it's very possible that she didn't have a very good childhood, right? Because I mean, look at her husband, her current husband, yeah. who is a cuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying, <laughs> who's your he beta? Has, he's such a beta. I hate using those terms, but he he really has no personality, and all of his character personality is from Carol, and that's not a healthy relationship. No, nope. no, it's not. But you know, everything we're saying, giving her the benefit of the doubt of maybe why she killed him, that kind of goes away for me when she manipulates his will. Right. That's yeah. that's no not means, a I need to get out of this. By no means am I move, absolving you know? her from her actions. Um my main argument with that, you know, hey, well, what happened to them? My main argument with that is like I said, there's plenty of people who have gone through worse or the same thing and who don't end up monsters, who don't end yeah. up killing other people, who don't end up abusing other people like they were abused. So mm-hmm. I, I, at a certain point, it is about free will. No matter what your upbringing told your free will to tell you, it's still your free will to do that monstrous thing as an adult. Well, and So it- after that point, you're not a victim anymore, and like, oh, poor Carol Baskin, you're, I'm sorry, but now you're a victimizer. Well, and it, there's no getting around that. I'm sorry. It's also the fact that all therapy is cheap, you know, I mean, all three of them, nobody dies that way. All three of them led their own groups of people, and I think for their own ulterior motives, for their own right. motives, and they all abused and a lot of people. And they all reaped what they sowed. They did. It sounded like it. They did. But. This was still fun talking about it, though. They made for good TV. I'll was it? That. It was. It was. Thank you, it guys. Got, it gets dark at the end. I'm sorry. Thanks for having me on in this crossover week. Yeah, that, this is fun. I, I like doing... Uh, we rarely do movies, so it's nice to do... It well, I guess this is the series, but um, it's always fun to talk about this stuff. very cinematic. Yeah. And the writing was impeccable. It was Acting, good. The fact that it was like five plus. years worth of footage... Mm-hmm. And they somehow managed to get it down to just seven hours. It was yep. impressive. But I love how it started with him, the director, investigating um, 
the illegal snake trade in Florida, mm-hmm. and a guy to bring this full circle. Oh, and we're cat. ending at the beginning. He's he's investigating the illegal snake trade, and this guy that buys a python says, "You think this is cool? This ain't nothing. Come to my van." And he's got like a yeah, a, the snow leopard. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> or a, uh, what what is a clouded. A clouded yeah, leopard, yeah. because he asks, he says, "Are these are are these as rare as snow leopards?" He says, "Oh, these are rarer than snow leopards." Panting in the back of a yeah. van oh, in the Florida, in a dog to Florida, yeah, in a fucking dog, no, you kennel. fucking idiot, yeah, yeah, this this mid-sized cat in a dog kennel. And you that's just want to strangle that dude. I'm sorry, but you just want to grab no, that guy, yeah, yeah. shake him, and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I would just, do, just, I would do the same thing, just and like then, how and they then started. Release the snow leopard cub and 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 spray sardine oil on the guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, that's the thing. Eat up, little guy. I don't understand. Even take out the money aspect of say you have the zoo or whatever. Just say you just want to fucking buy a tiger. What would compel you in your brain that you want to buy a tiger? You know why people have dogs and cats? Because That's why we have domesticated animal laws yes, in this country. Yes, uh, exactly. We, there's you certain donate animals, a bunch of money to like an animal preserve. Right. Spend the money on sanctuaries and stuff like that. And don't hey, Carol, if, if, if a 400-foot cage is not enough for a tiger to live on, like she says at one point. Which her uh, conditions were worse than Joe's. She's standing in front of a 400-foot cage. Uh, but um, <laughs> if that's not enough... Then, then why aren't you taking the, the money that you get from this enterprise and eventually releasing these tigers into an animal? Well, they wouldn't survive. Yeah, well, who's, whose choice is that, Carol? Yeah, yeah. she's got is an excuse and an answer for everything. Yeah, I know. And, and, and it's and very convenient. You know, and that's the kind of... But take the money that you would buy a tiger, donate it to a place where right. they can name a tiger after you. Yeah. They'll put your name on an enclosure, you know? Like, but, get a but, plaque at a zoo. But know. the lesson here is do it the right way. Do right. it the right way, yeah. I do mean, it in a way that is actually for I'm the just animals. Saying, a lot of people tiger. that really care about this stuff, that care about the, the, the well-being of animals, they'll do that. They'll donate money to something important. They won't try and buy a tiger. If I were to have a, a, a rescue reserve that they I, don't let the animals out. If I were to own a big cat, it would be a cheetah or a lynx. I'll get a cheetah, man. But cheetah, you, if it gets it out, like, it's out, man. It seems like cheetahs are a little more laid back than other big cats towards humans. Like You can see a lot of videos. Of, they just seem like they're always just panting and chilling, and you can pet them. And they purr. It seems like cheetahs are a little more. If they're raised domestically, they're a little more approachable than how you always got to watch your back with a tiger. Well, bro. a tiger, a tiger, you, you can you can feed that tiger from a bottle its whole skull? life, and you always got to watch your back. Have with you no, seen the skull a of a tiger? I mean, the jaws alone. I mean, yeah, it is a five hundred pound killing machine. What, yes, what designed cats to would kill. you guys have? What what cat would you have? Oh, I'd have a cheetah too. A cheetah, yeah, or or or, or a I like panther. Tigers. I think a panther would be dope. But that's not we're, we're saying cats, not raccoons. A panther? Oh, I thought you said panda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting about tigers is they won't attack um, fa- head on, face on, like humans. They uh, prefer to attack. They're humans stealth. You know, they're hunters from behind. Yeah. So in uh, Bengal, where a lot of tigers are, and there's a lot of workers, like in the is that in Cincinnati? Stuff, they wear yeah <laughs> the Bengal. It's, uh, it's actually the uh, uh, souvenir shop across from Paul Brown Stadium is called Bengal, and all the workers <laughs> with there two A's. Uh, with have two to deal A's. with tiger attacks. Jake, oh Jesus, they have to deal with tiger attacks every day in the downtown heart of Cincinnati at this place called Bengal, and so they wear masks on the back of their heads. And the reason why is because it reduces the number of tiger attacks. Because, because they if can the tiger see a face. comes, if yeah. the tiger sneaks up on you and sees a face, it's gonna be like, ah, fuck no. Yeah, he can see me. 
Dude, that's uh-huh. the thing. I think, Isn't that I think, fucking cool? I think that's one of those like little animal facts that's fascinating. No, it's cool because I think tigers know. They're like, oh, I, dude. I could easily fuck up a human. This is not fun for me unless I'm playing right, a game. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm not fucking destroying this thing without it knowing for a couple seconds, then it's just not worth dude, it. Dude, I chase gazelles for fun. Right. I could fucking take you out. Yeah. <laughs> so, tigers. Oh, you try to what, juke me, gazelle? What, what was yours? There's your guts. What was your cat? What was your big cat? I would say tiger, but honestly, I wouldn't own a big cat. But if I, but if yeah, I, neither none of us. No, would. none uh, of us would. would Spoiler alert! I hate to break it to you, Tyler. You're <laughs> uh, not I, buying each other. Tigers. I've always been a big fan of tigers since I was a little kid. My name is Tyler. Um, when I was a little kid, my favorite animal was tiger. Frosted it, flakes, it's red cereal. I have orange hair. You know mm. that type of whole lot all of reasons. The, all these tigers. connections. So now you got to go finish the dock. We've already. S- told the whole thing yeah i know yeah. i know it was fun telling it with you yes uh <laughs> thanks so much paul it was fun listening to it across from you tyler just had a smile on his face like i can't believe this is he was the listening audience thing. he was the active audience yeah i was uh, also the one that was like hang on a second let me sing a song <laughs> <laughs> i saw a tiger uh so yeah thanks so much for listening to another episode you can get us on spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts you can follow us on Twitter at Tinfoil Radio, Tinfoil underscore radio. You can also follow Loud Sports, Woo-woo. the other part of this crossover, at Loud Sports Pod. Um, that's up on Spotify, Apple as well. All your bullshits. All, all the bullshits. <laughs> all and, bullshits. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, coming, Paul. Tyler, thanks for doing at least it's so, some. The availability is so crazy. It's available on the moon. Yeah, like if the hollow the moon. moon. Yeah. We'll get to that. You're like chilling whoa, whoa. out. Whoa. We'll get to back that. Back to good conspiracy theories. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, we're going to start getting back moon into... Landing. Will you shut up? Getting back no. into... See, I have to do at least one episode. Thanks so much. And if you've heard this... Oh, you, oh well, I didn't know you threw me off with the whole will you shut it's up. It's our catchphrase, buddy. If, do it. Uh, you gotta do it. If you've right, heard this... We can't, we can't land this plane Oh, yet. my God. Sorry. We're already, we're take two, Tyler. Okay, okay. And if you're hearing this, we're already dead. No, there, you're our. Oh. No, yeah, we're already dead. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody's dead. <laughs> I know. Ryan! What is my problem?